Hey, hey, nerds. Welcome back. It is a spooky episode of Opticians Unhinged. Unhinged. I'm Iris. And Sia. <sighs> so, uh, it is October, and this episode will be airing on October 27th. So, woo! Just before Halloween. Um, and we wanted to do like a spooky episode, except it's optometry. There's not really a whole lot of spooky stories that you're going to get out of it. And I'm not really into spooky stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of decided that we were going to go with some of those like squeamy gross weird kind of stories that all of us get a little cringe over so whether that should give you nightmares but you've never thought about it and that's why you haven't had nightmares about it yeah that's what we're talking about yeah 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 those those little things that happen with our eyes that we don't think Mm. anything about uh, or they haven't happened to you yet, so you don't know what to look out for. Um, yeah. So I guess this would kind of be maybe like a triage episode of Opticians mm. Unhinged, maybe. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll uh, we'll go with that, you guys. Um, <laughs> as for updates, uh, we don't really have any major updates this week. Um so yeah let's just uh we'll get into it so um this whole oh my gosh this check (laughs) today's whole episode started off with my relentless rabbit hole of trying to find weird stories in optometry um so it's it started off with a very odd outbreak um of eye attacking parasites mm. uh, uh, and so it specifically is linking to something called microsporidia and this is like closely related to like the fungi of the world and like <laughs> fungi in terms of fungus not in terms of fun party guys um <laughs> so yeah um so what happens here is the spores get into the body and they start to develop um well actually the parasites get into the body and then they release the spores and those start to cause inflammation in several different organs um and then it eventually just kind of works its way up to its eyes which can lead into blindness (laughs) And it it all is is kind of sourced back to uh, the waters at uh, Galilee. I think that's how you pronounce it. Correct me if Uh I'm wrong. Galilee. Yes. So from people going there and bathing in the waters, swimming in the waters, uh, this is now happening. And honestly i feel kind of bad people are going there for a religious experience and coming out of this with parasites in their eyes and that's awful so okay there's a reason why i don't like standing water okay yeah Uh, yeah 
parasites. People, parasites are a thing. I well, and this was my first time actually kind of hearing like an eye attacking parasite. So, like, you know, with with us living on like a whole coastal area like beaches everywhere mm-hmm. right i'm used to hearing people in the news that's talking about like brain eating amoebas because that's <laughs> that's been that in thing. the news a lot lately yeah uh, for yeah, like at thing. least like the past two or three years i've been hearing it a lot more right but nothing up until now about eye attacking parasites much less i attack parasites in these like holy waters over here i'm like this is awful so if you guys plan on going here maybe think twice about getting in the water but you know what i what i found was really crazy they said the water is still safe to drink yeah yeah okay probably for the locals I don't know. It, local it legitimately okay, did not specify that. I feel like, like when I lived in Guatemala, we drank the faucet water all the time, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't have a problem because I'm probably immune to that stuff. But you would hear, uh, you know, tourists coming in and drinking water and getting like deadly sick of crazy stuff so i don't know Maybe you guys I'm have thinking... just built up a tolerance yes <laughs> you know kind of like when you get a vaccine yeah yeah I'm, right I'm, right like if you've exposed somebody enough i don't know it didn't say one way or another if like the drinking of this water was going to only be limited to like the citizens of the area the or not. yeah but they're definitely putting it out into their media publications. Like, oh yeah, I don't swim in here, but it's okay to drink. Meanwhile, I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> right. why, why would I drink this water knowing that people if are I getting can't like swimming it? Why no, would I consume it? I am gonna pass. Thank you. Bye. Well, okay, but then your stomach and your acids, maybe the parasite's not good and you know, bodily fluids. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be absorbed through the skin or into mm. your eyeball. Nah, yo. I ain't swimming in it. I ain't drinking it. That's where it stops <laughs> for me. <laughs> There's... Uh- I like, for me, there is no, well, what if? It's just like, no. Mm-mm. I'm good. Hard pass. Thanks. Bye. No, thank Yay! you. Bye. Yeah. Do you guys have like, you know, a vendor around here, maybe with some bottled water that didn't come from over here? <laughs> I was going to say, and then <laughs> you have to ask the source come... of that water. Yeah. It's a sealed <laughs> cap, you know, or can I grab like a pot and maybe a fire and <laughs> I'll boil it? I don't know, but... It, it, uh... I don't Either know, way. man. Some parasites are strong. Yeah. All right. So, from parasites, let's mm-hmm. talk about mites, which mites are more common. Yeah. Yeah. The mites really are more common. Right. Uh, so, we had a patient that came through our office one time. Um, and it started off 
do you remember this patient? Uh, okay. Uh -uh. So, you know, we had that one tech that worked there for a while that ended up leaving and she was so uh -huh. grossed out by it. Like she had to come in and give me all the dirty details. So this patient had mites all over her lashes and she was one of those women that would like chronically have her eyelashes done. Oh. Um, and you know, as somebody that will occasionally go and get their eyelashes done, because I definitely don't do it as much as I used to. One, mm -hmm. it's, way, it's way too expensive. Um, yes. But, you know, two, it, it just kind of wreaks havoc on your eye. Um, uh -huh. And if you don't clean that properly, uh, then you're going to end up with mites um so you know people people know about you know the downstairs lice and for me this is basically the same thing oh. uh it, it was it was nasty and at the same time oh. she had like she had a, another form of parasite in the eye on top of that so she came in and she was having a lot she of was discomfort like it, double bite girl it it was nasty uh i actually i don't even think that our optometrist was equipped to handle that i think he had to refer that person out Ugh. to an ophthalmologist um or at least to a different specialist because i don't think ours was, was prepared for that type of of infestation i guess oh Infestation? She said infestation. I, I know. I, I know. So, hey, look, and for oh. everybody that's listening, we warned you. We said it was a squeamy episode, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Now, uh, I do have to say, for... bugs on you, right? Like mites and microbacterial thingies and those things do live in our bodies and they coexist with us and you know but that's why you wash your face every night you wash your mm -hmm. face every morning you clean your sheets you know like once in a while oh, so <laughs> and actually now that you're mentioning like the face washing and the sheet washing like so another thing um so I don't know if this happened to you, but you know, there's a lot of chicks that'll go out and they'll have like the time of their life one night and then go home and just pass out in bed and they don't wash their face. And mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a lot of those habitual non face washers that wear a lot of makeup and I'm talking to Ooh. the makeup wearers specifically that makeup, yes. especially your eye makeup ends up, clogging your pores like so bad that you end up with like these little tiny like pearls that kind of form like under your skin i've i've had it happen to me a couple of times and there's not really anything you can do about it um you know it it just and they're like almost like hard little tiny calcium deposits or something i don't know um but i was going to say for the women that do wear a lot of eye makeup or regularly put on false lashes you guys have got to take 
good oh. care of those oh. lash lines of yours if you one want to keep your natural eyelashes but also if you want to maybe keep your vision um <laughs> maybe yeah maybe keep, like, your vision. maybe keep your vision like oh it, yeah it, it could get it could get pretty funky um Ew. so from there uh so we started off with like the eye attacking parasites and then i ended up fumbling down you know there was the mite thing which then led into concerns mm -hmm. about pink eye oh, so pink eye. yeah so what's for the, the official name of pink eye because i can't say it uh conjunctivitis conjunctivitis i think um, I know that that should be something off the top of my head for the listeners out there oh, today. No, I have I'm so tired. I have the name in my head, except uh -huh. for every time I say it, you make fun of me because oh. I say it wrong. Well, it's conjunctivitis. Uh <laughs> you want to say That's it with that. me now? Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. No. I don't hear you saying it. What? <laughs> oh my That's god. The name. How do you, how do you say pink eye in Spanish? Conjuntivitis. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we don't have like a, okay, so in English you have the conjunctivitis. Yeah. Which is the medical term, and then you have pink eye, which is the everybody uses term. In Spanish you don't you don't do that. You just call it contingent. But if you were to call it. if you were to call it pink eye, like there's no, there's no word. Just... Nobody would understand. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, I could say oh rosado, but that would just oh, okay. be like like but someone then people put would just be on. like, "What are you talking about?" Hey, <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's so like interesting. Like your makeup. Yeah, Honestly, no, I feel like, like here we have to call it pink eye because most of society is not going to, one, remember the C word, or two, know how to use it. Um, so we came up with... But that's a parent's issue, man. Like, why... why? Okay, you're, you're getting me off track, man. But why do we say things like pink eye and not conjunctivitis whenever we're talking to our kids? Or why do we say chew? I hate that word, by the way. Chew. Chew? Like it I'm chewing like, food? Yeah, it sounds like a thing Would for Would you an rather us say manja? No, manja. the words masticate. Oh my god. Well, probably because in America, masticate and masturbate are uncomfortably close to one another, so people just don't want to use that word. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why, why do we have a secondary. I mean, you and I have word. had numerous discussions about why <laughs> why the American language is English. so difficult to learn. <sighs> That's a whole other thing in and of itself. Uh, like, all right. Oh, so man. Let's go back to mites. Mites are good as long as you wash your face every day, and then they don't become big adult mites. And I mean, it, it goes from it just yeah. being like, oh, these are going to exist and it's unavoidable to, yeah. whoa, this is out of control. And now you have a full blown like infestation 
And yeah. that that's a cringy word for me. Infestation. <gasps> but uh yeah, so wash your face, you guys, and wash take your, your face. Take your eye makeup off. Uh yeah. if you if you regularly get eyelash extensions, take a break in between those. Uh, and if you're somebody that puts on your own falsies every day, maybe take a little bit of time to like clean your falsies, right? Uh-huh. Or, or replace them. Like I know that lashes, like the at home fake lashes, they've gotten like really advanced over the years. And some of them cost a lot of money, but for me, it's kind of like contact lens cases. So I have, and you know, I would always give a spiel about the contact lens cases. Yeah. Where I'm like, when you run out of your solution uh. bottle, you run out of a case. Like physically, it's still there. But for me, I'm like, you should it's just gone. like eat and get rid of that. Um, yeah. So it's kind Talking of about the same, contact. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I have a contact story. Hit me with it. So we had this patient in one of the offices I worked at. His wife called and he had an eye infection. So they said. And needed to be seen, blah, blah, blah. This was a Saturday morning. So, you know, big box optical. If you have an emergency, we're going to see you. It doesn't matter what the emergency is. Right. They put him in and he came in and he was wearing sunglasses inside, right? He, his wife filled out all the paperwork and he was still wearing his uh, sunglasses. Well, whenever they got to the pretest room, you know, that room where they do the puff of air and they check all the stuff, he took his glasses off and the technician like, had to take a step back. Because his eye was so swollen and he could not open it. And and he was like, there's something severely wrong with this, right? So she doesn't even yeah. do any pre-testing because it's just so bad. I would imagine it would be really hard to get the eye open long enough to do efficient testing. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like, in, yeah. So, and there was a smell. That should be number one. Ew. Okay. But she was like, maybe I'm just being exaggerated, whatever. So she takes him to the doctor's office. She turns the light off because this guy's like, the light's so bright, even with his sunglasses on. Um, So the doctor comes in and she spends, I don't know, maybe two or three minutes in there Uh and comes back out horrified. And this woman has been doing optometry since, like, I was a kid. So there's not very many things that will make her act like this. Things that make <laughs> you go, ew. Ew. <laughs> so, so she gets out. She, like, closes the door, takes a deep breath. We all see this face of what the heck I just saw. And she gets on the phone on her cell phone and starts calling people. Yeah. And now we're all curious, like, what is happening? So we, you know, hey, Doc, what's going on? And she's like, this dude has been putting contact on top of contact on top of contact. 
because he thinks that contacts dissolve in your eyes. So he has this massive infection that she can't even look through. Like his his eye has completely cast aside, or <coughs> what do you call it? Like grab the contacts. Like where they've just kind of like fused like, in there. Yes. Ew. So she's like, I don't even know. There's so much pus and stuff coming out of this. She's like, I don't even know what to do. So she's up Saturday morning calling all her doctor friends. She gets him an appointment. Now, this dude, <laughs> he just thinks he's got, like, a mild infection. He thinks he's going to get a bottle of medication and go home, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, you need to go to this other doctor. And he's like, well, I'm going to go grab lunch. And she's like, no, you're headed to this doctor's office right now so long story short this guy had i don't remember the exact number but it was like some somewhere between 15 and 20 contacts that he had put on top of each other that's insane they actually had to take his eye out (gasps) the infection was in the back of like it was all infected Oh and my god. They were scared that he was gonna go to his break. Girl. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so they there so was people, like contacts do not dissolve. No. Nah. Those, <laughs> those daily contacts, you're oh. supposed to take them out every day yes. and throw them away. I cannot say how many times I've had a daily oh. contact wearer tell me that they reuse their daily contacts. Yes. Or your monthly contacts, those come out at the end of the month. Bi-weekly contacts every two weeks. There's there's a reason for this. And while it's not set in stone, oh, like, oh, 31 days from now, you're going to, like, your eye's going to explode. It's not anything like yeah. that. You know, but these things, like, these precautions are in place, like, for reasons. Um, on that note, I have my own personal, I did this to myself, gross story about contacts. Um, yeah. So when I was like, maybe like 19 or 20, okay, you know, you're broke at 19 and 20, all right? And I had purchased some contacts um, Uh and wore them until the brakes fell off. And then, you know, I didn't have the money to go back and get another exam and all of that jazz. So I was just wearing these contacts for as long as I could. And I woke mm-hmm. up one morning because, you know, naturally I slept in them because I didn't know oh. any better. Uh, and I just, I my eye hurt. Like I couldn't open it. Like it was just kind of stuck uh, here. Yes. And the, the light sensitivity was awful. It was excruciating. So my mom got me into an eye doctor and then they put me in the chair and they start looking and he pulled the contact out of my eye. And first it was immediate relief. Um, 
So I got like this instantaneous relief from him taking this contact out. But uh-huh. then he showed me the contact. Now I oh. cannot recall how long this contact had been worn at this point. But I can say it was a month long contact that was definitely at least two months old. And it was like gray. It was like filmy. It it was nasty. It was so oh. nasty. And oh. I had to get put on like, you know, a round of antibiotic drops and stuff like that. I couldn't wear any contacts for like a week or so. Um, but like I learned my lesson and that's why I was always like so adamant to tell people like, look, this is not the thing that you want to like test and see what your limits are on this. Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience as like a young wearer, I definitely abused my contacts and, and let me tell you my true story about what happened. Um, and, and it's like people, it would just be in one ear and out the other, Um, you know, and for me, the most disturbing part is how many patients will be recurring contact lens abusers, but they continue to have their prescriptions filled by the doctors that know that they abuse their contacts. Like for me, is that not like some irresponsible? It's unethical. Thank you. Yeah. It's unethical. And what it is, is, um, you know, the contact lens uh companies give good kickbacks you know they I, I just, have lunch i can't get and, down with that there's been so many yeah. times oh yes thank you for my crappy sandwich buffet that you just brought me i'm gonna let yeah. my patients go blind because you said that you're gonna bring me a pizza party um yeah. y- no no yeah <laughs> i know no, it's, it's unethical no. but it's what reality is now let's talk about why are contact lens wearers so gross i know somebody that has a very high prescription like this person should not be playing around with her vision but she does and she will have a contact pop out and she'll pick it up from the ground put it in her mouth and put it in her eye I've seen so many patients that will Ew. lick their contact to saturate it. I'm like, uh, how many germs are in your mouth? Bye. That is not sterile. It's not sterile. I don't know who along Ew. this line of history of contacts said, oh, yeah, if your contact falls out, just lick it. Just lick it. I'm never going to tell you to lick oh. any medical device and pop it back in I'm your never body. Gonna lay- don't Ew. lick things. No. Don't lick things. Well, not to mention, if it fell on the floor, why are you just going to put dirt in your mouth like that? Like, oh, are you just trying to build up a tolerance? <laughs> like, oh, this is how I stay healthy. It's just the little <laughs> small gross things that I like to put in my mouth from time to time. Gross. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> please, if you can't responsibly wear your contacts... Maybe you need to go find yourself Ugh. an optician that can fit you in some bomb glasses so that you never yeah. want to wear them again. Um, for me, as I've gotten older, and, and this happens to us all, our eyes get drier and I can't wear contacts as comfortably as I used to. Um, I haven't abused my contacts in a long time where I'm overwearing them and stuff, knowing I'm overwearing them. Um, yeah. But like, 
I don't know how many times I've had a patient who's been issued a month-long contact and then call me back after two weeks saying they ran out of their contacts. Yeah. How did you just yeah. run out of, oh, I've been replacing it every day. You asked for monthly. We gave you monthly. Like, how did you get home? <sighs> or, or somebody that asked for dailies that wears them for a month. The amount of people that will go in and they have no idea what brand of contact they're in. You know, it's one thing if you don't know the power of the contact, because most people don't know the power overall. They don't know what those numbers mean, right? Right. So it's one thing if you don't know the power, but even still, you have boxes at home that tell you that. It's not like glasses where it doesn't, it doesn't tell you that unless you keep okay. a copy we're, of your prescription, but at least know the brand. Okay. I'm going on a tangent. I'm up two minutes of tangent. Ready, set. <clears throat> if you take any medication at all for any reason whatsoever or put anything in your body, mm -hmm. right? Contact, medication that requires a prescription, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you should know. What the heck you're putting in your body? Mm -hmm. I don't care where you're putting it. In your mouth or in your eye or wherever. You should know what it is. You should know what it is. You should know how it works. You should know what the consequences are of taking it. How many people, yep. as a medical counselor, how many people do I have first interview with? And I'm like, okay, so are you taking any medication? Oh, yeah, but I don't know what they are. That's like people what? that show up to their doctor's office and they what? don't have any of their insurance information or <sighs> the money to pay for their doctor's visit. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know. You did know. Or at least it, you should know. It, you like, should know these things. Like, why do we know the name of all the actresses and all the actors in all the movies we like? And we don't know what the heck we're putting in our bodies. Come on, people. Let's prioritize. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm done. I totally agree with everything you just said. So that, that's that's our rant about contacts, you guys. Um, and yes. well, I don't think we've done a contact episode yet. So, like, I think that somewhere along the line, we should have a contact episode that discusses Ooh. like what base curves are and like common brands and you know cleaning solutions. Things like that. Uh, so, yeah, you guys, contacts are a fickle, fickle thing. It, oh, so, go ahead. Uh, I never got to finish seeing my pink eye in Pakistan. My Pakistani oh, pink eye. So, sorry. Where we were going with the pink eye discussion, you guys. Um, so, the pink eye discussion was that in Pakistan, currently, this, this has been going on 2023, okay? There has been over 400,000, 400,000 infections since the beginning of this year. Oh. If you guys forgot what month it is, it's October now. Um, and so 56,000 schools have been closed because of this. Um, and, you know, so pink eye is something that I do tend to find more commonly in children than in adults. Yes. Um, now adults can get it. My first time getting it was maybe like four or five years ago. Um, 
What are you doing? What are you doing? It's okay. <laughs> so my <sighs> my first time getting it was like four or five years ago, and I can say for certain that crap was awful i had a double pink eye infection my i felt like i was dying i felt like i was dying you just triggered a memory oh my gosh i haven't thought about this for a while okay so when i was ooh, maybe like seventh grade Mm -hmm. sixth seventh grade you know where you're you're cute and you start liking boys um Seventh grade, maybe eight. I don't remember. Sure. Anyways, so I woke up one Saturday and my eye was killing me. Like it was red and it was super itchy. So I was doing this number and my mom was like, oh, it's just dirty. Go take a shower or whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I did. Next day, worse. By Monday, both my eyes are hurting. Both my eyes are light sensitive. Both my um, eyes are like swollen. Like, yeah. Swollen, right? And my mom, in a very typical uh, Hispanic way, ah, it's not that bad. Go to school. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to school looking like, like, a, you know, those fish. Yeah. Did you go to school and give like everybody else pink eye? No, because I was so embarrassed by it. I kept my sunglasses on. Yeah. And I just told the teacher, I was like, I don't care what people think. Like, my eyes are hurting. I'm super light sensitive. And of course, I was like, what? Are you hungover? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, because that's totally what I do on the weekends. Like, in, I'm in, in, eighth seventh, in seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah. I, so, I just make a habit out of going and getting so lit out my mind. I have to recover yeah. on Monday. Oh yeah. So, horrible day, all day. Like, everybody was like asking questions, and, you know, it was terrible. Ugh. So then, by Monday night, like, I can't open my eyes. Like, they're crusted over. I can't open my eyes. My mom starts putting, like, wet cloths, blah, blah, blah. They keep getting worse and worse. (laughs) She finally, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't even remember. Oh, my God. Right? Like, forever later, like. I couldn't even open my blinds in my room. I was in bed for a couple of days. She finally takes me to the doctor. And he's like, the eye infection in this child is so bad. She could have lost her eye. <laughs> At this point, like, I'm oh even trying to open my eyes. It hurts. I can see the light. He just kind of gave up, right? I yeah. no, the light sensitivity was even through my eyelids. Uh, like, even with my eyes closed, I was like, it's so bright. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So that and, stuff uh, is no joke, man. It's, it's horrible. no joke. It, it's, it's horrible. And then like oh. for me my it was like a full body sickness like I was very feverish 
Yeah, uh, I, I just I felt like death. It it was it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, and for the for the parents of the world or the newbies to optometry, uh pink eye can actually spread pretty easily as well. Yes. Um, you know, you can you can sneeze, you can cough, you can touch somebody after you've been rubbing your eye. Like it's it's I don't want to say easy to transfer, but it 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 transfers very quickly, very yeah. commonly. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, nobody wants to go through that, especially like if you're a parent, I would not want my kids going through that. You know, my one experience yeah. with it, uh, good enough for me. I don't want to have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like it, it can become septic. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, pink eye can become septic and it can become life threatening if you don't take care of it. So you can lose your you can lose your vision. I mean, it, you can it's lose your life. Forget your it, vision. You can lose your life if you become septic enough. You can yeah. die. Yeah. Now Death I don't think pink I don't, eye. That's not a very good tombstone no, thing. I don't. I don't think that the death by pink eye is as common as just the infection mm -hmm. part of it. But yeah, it definitely. is a reality. It can happen and it will happen if you don't but. monitor it. So yeah, you guys, it's it's gross. Yeah. Um and don't just say, Oh, I just have pink eye. No, no, you no, no it's uh no. you've got pink no. eye. Go oh. and you know what was really what was really, really sad about my pink eye? Was that I was working in optometry in big box. I went in and I was like, hey, doc, like there's this like yucca going on. Yeah. Eye. Well, let me take a look at it. So I took a look at it. Then I had to go and tell my office manager, apparently I've got pink eye. She's like, but we're going to be short staffed today. So can't you just kind of pull through it? No, no, I cannot pull through it. No, I don't want to be seeing patients with my funky eye right now. And then like the next morning I woke up and it had rolled over to the second eye and I had to oh. text my doctor like, hey, can I just use these drops in this eye? Uh, yeah, if the bottle's not big enough, then, you know, I'll send you over a refill, whatever. But like for real, you want me to work through that? Like you want me? No, no. No. Let's normalize the fact that people get sick and they should not have to work when they're sick. Why well, is that such a know, foreign concept? It, and let, let's normalize not making people feel guilty about, mm -hmm. need, about needing to go home. Do you think I ever want to skip out on part of my paycheck? No. Because no. you, you don't pay me enough as it is. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck or less than. Like, it's not like yep. I'm just choosing to be partially blind for like the four or five days that I had to suffer <laughs> through this. That yeah. I, I woke up this morning and said, you know what sounds great? Ocular discharge. That sounds yeah. great. I'm just going to like, I didn't ask to be here, you know, and and then you want me to go and use a shared pupillometer with my coworkers, 
Or you want me to like take a, a PD stick and do it manually and then just hold my hands really close to a patient's face so I can get, come on now, come on, come on. It should just immediately be, I've got to go. And you say, ew, and okay. then pull out some like sanitizing wipes and start cleaning everywhere that you just saw me standing, not try to convince me why I need to stay. Yep. Get out of here. No. Anyways, moving on. All so, right. so the next you, part. The next part. All right. So we kind of touched on this before, and I thought it would be a good idea to kind of talk about it. So we all know that science has not always been, you know, scientific. <laughs> and that you know, we haven't always had all the answers. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to talk about things that could have been a medical thing, but were actually called not a medical thing because they just didn't know. Like, for example, right, I'm chilling, you know, it's the 1800s. I have my little flaming light because, you know, sun's going down, a little flaming light. And Are you talking I'm, about I'm like a, a torch or a lantern? Like a little lantern, you're, you're, you know, you're like a little flaming candle. light, a little <laughs> flaming, <laughs> little flame going on. Oh my gosh! You okay, know, go I'm, I'm coming down for the day because you know I can't do anything. I don't have electricity. Um, and I live, I don't know, maybe in like a little hut or a little house that's made out of wood that I found so it kind of crickles a little bit right with the wind because it's a little windy outside and I'm like crack 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 and it's super <laughs> quiet yeah and then I have a flash of light Poof. flash of light <gasps> what was that that was a demon that, that, <laughs> there's a spirit in here something just happened I saw the light. Maybe I should go towards the light. Did I just die? <laughs> right? Like, if you don't know, having a flash of light would be absolutely terrifying. Especially if you live, like, in the middle of nowhere, and your house already makes noises, <laughs> and you don't have electricity or a flashlight. Girl, <laughs> I know why ghost stories exist. This is why. This is why people. Yep. So. That would be so terrifying. And you know, okay. So for the people that work optometry, they're already used to asking these questions. But for the people that are listening, uh, flashes of light can be a sign of very serious issues. And sometimes it's like, injury related and sometimes it's just this this is gonna happen and there's not <gasps> oh and then on <laughs> top of that you have the flashes of light right which is usually because you're getting tears or whatever but you're having these flashes of light mm. so you're thinking oh my goodness my cousin bobby's here to see me or whatever passed away 10 years ago ah uh, Right? So now I'm making stories in my head, trying to make 
a reason why I have these flashes of light. And then I lose my sight. Oh, yeah. Totally, Bobby. He didn't like me to <gasps> begin with. He touched my <laughs> eyes. There's a good story. Let's make a movie. Damn you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Does that make sense, though? I mean, it, it does. And then, you know, there's some different, there's different things that can create different little facets of weird visions. So like floaters, right? Floaters are such a common thing in older adults. Like, yeah, young people get them, but it's very, very common as we start to get older. Um, but you could have this flash of light. And then mm -hmm. you could immediately start seeing like tons of floaters that, you know, it looks like there's something floating around you and you're trying to touch something. Hey. There's nothing there. Um, you could have a flash of light and it ends up looking like cobwebs, like, it, or you start getting yes. like weird shadows and, there's so many different things that this could be a cause of, but you know, way back when nobody knew about that stuff. I mean, how exactly how old is optometry anyway? I'm gonna I don't know, but how I'm just saying, like this is, I think, how a lot of those ghost stories started. Like somebody was having a retinal detachment, and they were like, "Oh no, no." This is Uncle Bobby. He didn't like me. He's here to get me. Um, <laughs> you know? Or, 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 like, you know, the stories, I don't know many ghost stories here in the U.S., but in Guatemala, one of the ongoing stories is, like, this woman that walks back and forth, you know, looking for a kid. Like, who's to say that it wasn't an actual person and you could only see her shadow because your night vision was poor because you had cataracts. <laughs> so fun fact, you're, you're going to be blown away by this. I didn't even realize this. So optometry, like the sources of optometry go all the way back to 1263. Uh, and the first prescription lenses were done in like 1286. So that's like some really crazy old, old All right, stuff. So maybe now, my story's not set on 1800, but like, yeah, now, now, <laughs> <laughs> like man, and I mean, okay. So like I knew, like I, I'm more familiar with like the eyeglass related things and I knew that glasses went back like a long long time but I didn't correlate glasses to optometry necessarily right. like right. you know they they used to make their own little readers but they used like reading stones that they would cut down to make like readers and like for me because you know I wasn't around back then I don't know like are you sure <laughs> yeah do you I know right I was telling somebody this morning like I was sitting at breakfast and we're we're having little talks as everybody's trickling out of the house and I, I don't remember but I made some reference to me being a witch and I was like I've actually just been alive for like thousands of years oh no it was it was at breakfast yesterday at Nana's with um 
Stefan's little tiny nieces because uh, they're obsessed with me. They follow me everywhere. It's like I just gained an extra two puppies. Um, but they're like, how old are you? Because I said something and they're like, that sounds so old. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a couple thousand years old now. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's weird. But yeah, I mean, back then, like, you know, some stories could exist where people are telling these crazy spooky stories and it could be something as simple as like, uh, oh man, my favorite, my favorite weird, weird side effect of stuff, ocular migraines. Uh <sighs> So I have not experienced, they they are terrible, but I have not personally experienced one. But when you hear the stories from people that have experienced them, it's nuts. So for people that are migraine sufferers and like ocular migraines versus like migraine, like everyday migraine, I think that there's something different there Yep. Um, because the people that are experiencing these ocular migraines are getting like full blown, like spectral, like it, it's pretty from what I've gathered. <laughs> there's all these pretty colors and there's like, there's the flashes of light. Right. Uh, but then there's like sparkles and shimmering lights and, and just bright, colorful spots in your vision. And they go in and they're really worried about it, you know, because there's these flashes of light, whoever's on the triage end of this thinks that this could be like a retinal detachment, right. uh, which everybody's always very worried about, but it ends up being just an ocular migraine. My, you basically yeah. have to go home and just sleep it off. Right. But in the meantime, yeah. like, who's to say back in the 1200s, somebody right. doesn't have an ocular migraine and think that they're like seeing angels or something crazy like yes. that or, or that they're seeing ghosts or phantom spirits. I don't know. Um, you know, so. Tell you, man. Yeah. This is where the it's, stories come from. It's crazy. And, you know, I while we don't have like an actual reference to any of those accounts, it's possible that those accounts did exist and that, yeah. you know, because this was way back then, we're not going to have clinical references to those things at that time. Um, yeah. But just to touch on it, you know, there's, there's the big five, right? There's the big five uh, major ocular issues that will cause some of these problems. Mm -hmm. So for the patients that are listening and for the people that work in optical who maybe they don't know all of them, um, you've got your PVD, which is your posterior vitreous detachment that usually leads to dark spots, floaters. Yep. Those have some of the cobweb effects and then the flashes of light. Uh, you can have your ocular migraine, which is what we just talked on. Um, you can have your retinal tear or your retinal detachment. That's the big one. That's the one everybody's always on the lookout for. Um, yep. and that one you're going to have 
a lot of bright flashes and a lot of new floaters or just floaters in general where you might not have had them before. Um, and then you tend to also kind of end up with like a curtain uh, type effect in your peripheral vision um, where you're starting to get some loss of vision there. Um, diabetic retinopathy. This is one that tends to get overlooked a lot. Um, you know, so the diabetic retinopathy, um, <clears throat> this one, uh, that's going to give you a lot of blurry, uh, hazy vision, and it's usually going to be in both eyes. Most of these other ones are going to be limited to like one eye. Um, you're going to have your spots and floaters, the central vision loss versus like the side. So here, uh, and then your night vision is, is just boo-boo. Um, and then yep. the last one of the five is macular degeneration. Um, that one, again, you're going to have like darker central vision and then, you know, some flashing lights and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you guys, if you have somebody on the phone that's telling you some weird, crazy stuff is going on, that they're seeing lights, that they're, you know, seeing a whole bunch of extra floaters, what? I have one more story. Sorry, okay. just wrap it up. Okay, so I was that person in the other side of the phone uh, listening to someone say some crazy or I thought was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is what happens. You hear so much crazy that you don't recognize crazy from reality, right? So I have this lady on the phone and she's like, I need to be seen by the doctor. And I'm like, we don't have anything. What's going on? You know, the whole triage thing. And she's like, my eyeball is coming out of socket. Like, seriously. Like, come on, man. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's it's coming out of my face. Like, it's coming out of socket. And I'm like, right. So I'm like, okay, please hold. I mean, this I'm happens go- to pugs if they run too fast. But go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> So I go, I'm like, let me go talk to the doctor, you know, because that's what you do when you don't know what to say. Uh, So I put her on hold and I go to the doctor and I'm like, hey, doc, I'm sorry, because, you know, you feel bad to bug the doctor with things that are not real, because then you feel (laughs) like I should have known that wasn't real. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't know. So I was like, hey, doc, um. Sorry to bug you. I just, I have this lady on the phone saying some weird stuff. And she's like, oh, okay, so who is it? And I was like, well, it's so-and-so. And she's like, is her eye coming out of socket? Ah, what? so this what? happens what? all the time. <laughs> Wait, were there no notes oh. in this patient's chart? What? Like, no. you would think a patient's eyeball occasionally dislodges. That that should be like, so when right? we... When we worked at our last practice, you guys, we worked with Revolution for our EHR, and you could set a, a patient account up to where if you like searched alert. their name, yeah. it would be a giant alert that popped up as soon as you opened their chart. You would yeah. think somebody would put, I dislodges. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I'm, I was I'm, like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, okay, just tell her to come in. And I'm, so after the patient left, right, I'm like, doc, now I'm curious. And she's like, no, it comes out of socket and comes out. 
two millimeters. And I'm like, and how do you put it back in? Yeah, that was what I was just thinking. I'm like, how do you put it back in there? That would gross me out so bad. (laughs) Not the noise. Did she do the sound effect? Ugh. Oh God! <laughs> if you are not watching this on video, uh, I just push both. I just put both my thumbs up and push the eyeball and, back in. And then she had to add in the no, ew, no, no. Back in your socket, it goes. Oh, gross! That's so weird. So, so yeah, there's your last story for the day. That's for everybody that, that's listening, um, and maybe like I should have put this in the beginning. This is today today's cringeworthy episode is brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. You and yuck. I don't want to think about that. Like <clears throat> I laugh every time I see I'm gonna go. <laughs> Oh, please don't. Oh, man. So, you grows out a lot easier than I do. Just saying. On certain things, but then there'll be other things where I'm like, hey, this is so fascinating. And you're like, ew. But uh, I don't know. For me, uh, things like that, I don't know why it grosses me out that bad, but it's I don't know. It's, no thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so, oh, man. Uh, uh, I hope that everybody that's listening is very pleased with the cringeworthiness of today's episode. Um, make, make sure that if you are visiting Israel anytime in the near future, maybe contemplate where you want to go swimming at and maybe stay away from Pakistani schools. Um, and the next time that you read like a cool, creepy ghost story about cobwebs and lights, stop and ponder what could possibly be causing that. It could be an eye issue. Could not be. an actual ghost. Um, so before we sign out of here today, it's indie spotlight time. Um, so for today, I found an indie artist, and I really love the design of their frames. Um, so this guy, his name is Oscar Mamoui, M-A-M-O-O-I. Um, okay, I like and, his name. Yeah. Well, and like, I really like his aesthetic. Like when you actually see what this guy looks like, I'm like, oh, I can get down <clears throat> with this guy. So Okay, is it Mamoy or Mamui? Maybe Mamui. I don't know. I'm not Italian. I think you just like him. I like the guy. I like his glasses. <laughs> I like the guy. He's self-taught. Uh, and for me, being on the self-taught struggle bus, uh, I think his product has turned out fantastic. Um, this is a Venice-based Italian-made designer. Um, he's got some really cool, very geometrical 3D-type designs. They're not 3D printed, 
but you know on the surface it's not just a flat frame um and gotcha. the the combinations of colors of acetate that he uses was also really really well placed um he has a new collection called iceland spectacular photography oh i know it's great uh i can i call this like a futuristic retro like it it's yeah. it's very kind of like mid-century style photography in the way that they've dressed their models and posed them and even the general shape of some of the frames is very vintage yeah. to me um but they are more futuristic with the colors and the cut that they put into it um yeah. I, so with oscar um if you guys are wanting something that is a little more futuristic looking but still kind of has that retro vintage mid-century kind of vibe to it i think that this would hit the mark for you um, these are not yeah. available online. You can check out the designs on his website at oscarmamui.com. O-S-C-A-R-M-A-M-O-O-I.com. Um, so you can view the designs there. And I think you might be able to email them and see where you can find a local provider that might have them on hand. Um, but I think those are for wholesale and then you would have to go buy them from a retailer. So Somewhere. the prices, yeah. the prices are going to vary. I have zero idea what the wholesale is on these. I'm going to assume that these are probably going to run you somewhere in the ballpark of four to 500 starting off. Yeah. Uh, just judging by the craftsmanship of those <clears throat> and the, the fact that this is still an LLC ownership kind of business. So I'm yeah. sure those prices are going to be a little bit higher. Um, but definitely check them out. They're absolutely beautiful pieces, you guys. Um, and for me trying to be like a self-taught learner, um, anytime that I see another designer who's self-taught, who's managed to make an entire collection, I'm a little envious. I'm still really far away from that. Um, hopefully I'll be getting there soon. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, um, so yeah, you guys, if you've had any weird, unexplained phenomena of your eyeball yeah. that maybe you never thought that that was a problem, or maybe you've had this problem and you've got some crazy story that you want to tell, we want to hear <laughs> it. We've got yes. plenty. Um, and hopefully this was like a cringy enough episode for all of you guys out there wanting something that's like spooky nasties. So, uh, as usual, check us out. We're on YouTube and Spotify. And we're in a few other places that nobody seems to care about. Um, so <laughs> make sure that you like, follow, subscribe. Uh, but yes. more importantly, please share our little podcast. Um, you know, we, we enjoy knowing that people are listening out there and that they're getting whatever they're getting from it. But follow up with us and let us know how we're doing because we're curious. So... <laughs> I think that would be it for today. Are you done, Lou? All right. Well, enjoy. Yes, we will see you guys next Friday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>